Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. in a way that will understand we come before you humbly desiring a word from you desiring direction from you desiring guidance from you speak to us through your word and through your spirit in the name of Jesus I submit myself to you and to your leadership guide me let me not speak out of my will but your will alone in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Let all my hearers be blessed, encouraged, challenged, and directed in the name of Jesus. Let him that needs instruction receive instruction. Him that needs advice receive advice. Him that needs guidance receive guidance. Him that needs encouragement receive encouragement. He that needs a rebuke receives a rebuke in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Above all, let us all leave this place blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow, what a blessing to be together again. Today is the fourth Sunday of the month. Is that not so? Already, or I should say the fourth Sunday of the year. The year is really racing. This is a January with a difference. Is that not so? It's a high-flying January. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, but we still have some nine days to go. Is that not so? Yeah, so another Sunday and then we are ready for the new month. Amen. I want to encourage everybody to join our prayer and fasting. Okay. Prayer. Is or praying at this time of the year is building a foundation for the year. And Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Which means the righteous cannot do anything. It's not a question. It's rhetorical. Tell your neighbor it's rhetorical. Do you see? Although he asks it, what shall the righteous? He's telling you that the righteous man cannot do anything without a good foundation. And prayer is a good foundation to lay as you journey into the year. Amen. So I want to encourage everybody, join, pray. We kick off again. We finish one week. We kick off. Tomorrow is a fasting holiday. We kick off on Tuesday. Amen. Amen. Again, Tuesday, we meet here in the morning. We meet in the evening. We meet in the morning. We meet in the morning at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Then in the evening from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Is that not so? And we are praying. Amen. This week we are praying. I ask you to make a list. Instead of worrying about the things, your school, your health, your finances, your mother, your grandmother, your this, your, make a list and come and pray about it. So this week is the week that we are praying about it. So in the mornings, I'll give you something to pray about. And in the evenings, we will pray about that. You will bring your list and we will pray. Amen. 
I like it. I like it. Mm? And we pray. Amen. And God is hearing our prayers. And he's answering them. Amen. I told you, those of you who are looking for money, get in touch with me. I'll give you a money prayer topic. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, turn your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 1. I'm reading from verse 12 to verse 14. I'm talking about how to be thankful for your salvation. Remember, this year is our year of being thankful. And I'm saying one of the things we should be thankful for is our salvation. Amen. That Jesus came to die on the cross to save us, to shed his precious blood for us. This thing is a great act of mercy. He didn't have to do it. He was merciful to us. God was merciful to us to save us. And we need to respond in tandem at the same level to God. Amen. So Paul says here that I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Verse 13, he begins to talk of his credentials. He says, I was a blasphemer. A blasphemer is someone who speaks against God and against spiritual things. I was a persecutor, which means he was killing people, killing Christians. Amen. Amen. I was a persecutor. And then injurious, I was causing harm, injuries to the church and to Christians. This is what I was. But it says, but I obtained mercy. God decided to be merciful to me. Hallelujah. He decided to be what? Merciful. Verse 14. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. God, God showed me his grace. He was merciful to me and gracious to me. Hallelujah. So this is Paul's story. That's why he said, I'm very thankful to God to have the opportunity to even be a Christian, to serve God and to do something for God because what I was, people like me don't get saved. People like me should be killed, not to be allowed to be saved. But Jesus, he said, I'll be merciful to you and I will save you I'll, in spite of everything you, are done, you have done. Now, all of us, our situation is like Paul's situation. God has shown us mercy. God has been gracious to us. He's been kind to us to allow us to enjoy the salvation that is in his son, Jesus Christ, which he wrought by shedding his blood on Calvary's cross for us. We were to die and go to hell, every single one of us, to go to hell and to be punished for our sins. But God decided, I'll be gracious. I'll be merciful. I'll be kind to these people. And I'll let my son die for them so that they don't have, so that their sins can receive a pardon and receive forgiveness so that they don't have to go to hell. Now, if God has done that for us, what is the appropriate response for this act of mercy? What is the right response for this act of kindness? It's simply by giving our lives to him and living for him. And that's what we are looking at. We looked at it last week and we looked at Paul. 
Paul is our example of somebody who got saved and decided to be thankful to God. How was he thankful to God? We said, number one, he was thankful for his salvation, or we should be thankful for our salvation by fulfilling our heavenly visions. Okay, fulfilling our heavenly visions. We read from Acts 26, verse 19, where Paul said, I was not disobedient to my heavenly visions. Amen. Now, when we read it like that, some of us will say that, oh, but me, I've not had a vision. I've not had a, a, a this, a that. Where is it, please? 19. I've not had a vision. I've not had um, a dream or anything. So it, it, this thing is above me. It's actually not above. What is a vision? A vision is a plan. It's what you see ahead of you. That's why there's no vision behind you. A vision is what you see ahead of you. Hallelujah. And I explained to you last week that your vision is what the... Sometimes you have a vision, which is something that you have been told specifically. And sometimes there's just a broad vision. When you go to school, primary school, the vision, whether you have been told or not, is to, go to, high, is to pass and go to high school. When you go to high school, the vision is to pass matric. And nobody told me to pass matric. Look, everybody's in the school to pass matric. Amen. And go to the university. Lulex. That's the vision, whether your mother told you or not. That's the aim. The reason why we took you to the school is to pass matric and go to the university. When you come to the university, the vision is to graduate with a good class. Not like you have been there for so long, the university wants to chase you out. So they just give you something to get out. And they give you the thing in such a way that you can never come back to the university also again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, some passes here, it would have been good if you had failed to repeat so you can upgrade because they pass you in such a way that you, you cannot come back to the university. No, you cannot. You don't qualify for anything again. It's like a banishment from the university. <laughs> Look, university is for learned people. The people, they are very clever. <laughs> Not even rustication. You see, they pass you with like 51 points this. You, can't, you don't qualify to come and upgrade anymore. Do, do, are you, are you, you can't do honest. You can't do anything again. But you pass. It's like they pass you in a certain way like go and come no more. Like the, Jesus said to the, the woman, he said go and sin no more. Hey, go and come no more. They pass. You don't, you don't trust them. <laughs> They pass you in a certain way. They knew that if they had added just three, you can come back and do something. They will take that three and give you 51.2. When you put all, anything you apply for, you don't qualify. Yeah, you do. They give you the range, 55 to 65. You see that your own is 54. It can't come back. Meanwhile, you have passed. Meanwhile, there was somebody who were doing better than, and he failed. Then he will work hard again. And get 55.3. Then you see he's doing honest. <laughs> anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, the aim is to pass. The aim of Jesus saving us is for us to serve him. And the least we can do to thank him for what he has done for us is to serve him and do what he got us to do. Hallelujah. 
I gave you an example. You go and buy a kettle from the shop. The least the kettle can do for you is to boil water. Amen. I say it again. You go and buy an iron from the shop. The least the iron can do is to be able to press your clothes. If it can't press your clothes, but it can serve as a weapon, a door stopper, no, it's useless. It's useless. Why? You bought it to press your clothes. Amen. So that's, that's actually, Christ saved us to serve him. And why he saved us to serve, that's what we must do. Somebody say amen. Number two, I said be thankful by continuing, be thankful for your salvation by continuing faithfully to the end. Amen. By continuing what? Faithfully to the end. If you have been saved, continue faithfully to the end. Verse 22, Acts 20, all the scriptures are in Acts 26. Having therefore obtained help from God, I continued up to this day. He said, as God helped me, I continued up to today. I didn't stop. It's easy to start something. But to finish it, it's not an easy. Many people start. I've been a Christian for many years by the grace of God. Serving the Lord and working in the church. I started, I started with so many Christians. So many Christians. I remember one particular guy. I remember him because he has a fancy name. And also he had a... I mean, you, if you look at us as young boys, if you thought anybody would become a pastor, it has to be him. Even the, the people he had as his friends, like that he was linked with, ministers of God. Meanwhile, I was just a young born-again Christian. When he mentions their names like that, like, wow, ministers from England and things. I say, hey, this guy, we all have to be like him. Unfortunately, many years later, he just... Today, I don't know, I think he's uh, trying to be a music producer or something, something funny. And I know so many people like that. Of course, it's by the grace of God that we have survived till now. But you should be determined. My point is that the fact that you have started doesn't mean that you will finish. Unless you are determined to be faithful up to the end. To press on to the end. I told you last week, you can clap free of charge. One, two, three, four. Okay. I told you last week that many of us, we have been around long enough. We don't need any more convincing that serving God is good. Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you have not tasted, you won't see that God is good. I mean, if you come and put food here, you say, oh, it's very nice. It's very good. It's very um, something. Until we taste it. We don't know. I mean, many of you ladies say you can cook. But until we taste the food, we won't know. We won't know. There's somebody I've known for maybe 15 years. 15 years is when? 2008. Am I right? Yeah, maybe 15 years. Never tasted her food before. Always around me, but I've never not even once. Not even once. If I tell you, you have a shock. You can't even listen to the preaching to the end. 15 years. 
I don't know whether she knows how to, but when I say, do, how many people know? I say, oh, I know how to cook. I don't believe. Why don't I believe? Because her husband knows how to cook. So maybe it's the husband's food. I told you the story of the guy who had been eating for seven years. It took him seven years to, before he found out that all the food he has been eating in the house comes from the mother-in-law. The wife cannot cook. A true story, not a story I read on Facebook. I know the, the, the actors of that, that, that story. No, no, mother-in-law has been bringing food all the time. She cannot cook. She's like a carpenter. All she can do is to warm the food and serve the food. But to, make, to put it together, mm -hmm. and cooking egg or frying egg or cooking rice is not cooking. Ah, even boys can do that. Amen. But back to what I'm saying. What was I saying as I'm coming back to it? <laughs> Serve God to the end. That's like tasting and seeing. So until you have tasted, you will not know. And many of us, we have tasted God. And we have seen that God is good. So now let us serve him to the end. Serve him to the end. That you will, when we call you, say, up until this day, I have been faithful until today. I've been faithful until today. Serve him to the end. Don't be doing experiments. Uh, let me go and see what is in the world. Listen, all the people who told us they are going to see what is in the world, there are enough evidence to ask not to go and see what is in the world. Yeah, there are enough evidence to ask. Oh, I want to see what my friends are enjoying without me so I can also enjoy some. Let me check and see. Maybe it's night. Look, we have been here. We have seen them going. I say, look, I've been a Christian for 27 odd years. By the grace of God, I've seen enough. How long was Nelson Mandela in prison for? Ah, I've qualified. Clap for Jesus. He went to prison 27 years to save South Africa. I've done enough. I've done enough. I've, 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 I'm starting another one. Yeah, I'm starting another one. Yeah, I can tell you there's nothing in this world. You go and see them. They seem to be having, their lives are getting more destroyed. Hey, oh, when I see this, my friend, he's always happy. He's always high. He's always excited. He's, so I'm also going to tr try that. You'll be surprised where it will take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be surprised where it will take you. Look, I, I, a friend of mine, when we were younger, he started to smoke. After a while, when you talk to him, you can see that he's in maybe next two years. Yeah, we are in 2023, but he's in 2025. No, he's ahead of the earth. You see, like, you see the earth goes around the sun. Yeah, he's ahead of the earth by like two years. Yeah, you can't see where his brain is. Yeah, meanwhile, he feels he's saying something very wild. When you listen, it's like, ah. How can one human being put together so much foolishness in one, one, one statement? So much foolishness is captured in one statement, one, just as he opened his mouth once to talk. So, I mean, when we all talk, a little foolishness enters in it, but it's like the amalgamation of foolishness is too big. It's a lot. Yeah, one person. 
We have seen it. How they destroyed their life. Later, mental issues. Look, I saw a guy, he smoked that once. What? Then he went to jump into a bucket. He, had, he jumped with his head into a bucket. Yeah. I'm telling you. Maybe the heat. Yeah. Well, well, nowadays, we found a new technique to fight the heat when we are playing golf. We wet the, the towel with cold water, ice cold water. Then we put it on the head. Then we put the cap on it. Yeah, I learned it from Pastor Lungani. He also learned it from his wife. Trust colored people, they always have a solution. So when I saw him, I said, hey, let me try it. So I put it, I said, immediately the temperature of my head cooled down. I said, wow, I can think properly. I wonder how people who are high are able to think. Straight away, my ball started to go straight. I said, ah, my mind is working well. <laughs> Yeah, hallelujah. So let's be faithful. I mean, you, some of you have gone on. Do you understand? It's like we are all here serving God. Then you say you want to go and see something next door. You have gone and you have come. What did you come with? Now, this year, we don't want to make those mistakes again. We, we should have learned by now. By, it came with nothing. You thought you would be happy, but you look at the happiness, it's transient. It's you are happy at the time. You are at the time that you are in the mix. As soon as you leave the mix, happiness is like, ah. You, you even begin to ask yourself, why, was, why did I even do this? Why did I, did, 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 did I even do this? Do you get it? So now, we are all here. We are all starting on a clean slate. Nobody should go on an excursion, on an experiment. I want to go and see what is there. I want to go and try. No, 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 no. We are here. Let's be here and let's serve God. Let's serve God. Take, take Christianity as we are on a ship. Do you get it? And we are going maybe from here to Mozambique. The last people I heard were going to Mozambique. We are going to Mozambique soon. For a, with, on a cruise. Good. So make a passport. Yeah. So, take it that we are on a cruise, Nonto. We are on the cruise going, and we are on the sea. Do you get it? Your best bet is to stay on the ship. I said your best bet is what? To stay on the ship. You can say, I want to jump out. No problem. I can swim. No problem. But what will happen is that where we are, when you jump out to swim, immediately you will swim for some time. And that's what gets us deceived in the church, that life is nice outside. Because we see those who have jumped outside seem to be having a good time. You are on the ship, you are swimming in a swimming pool. And he's in the sea, he's swimming in the ocean. His waves are bigger, his water is sweeter, he's doing a backstroke like that. Then he'll be going like nice. He, he looks very nice, then he'll jump until you see a shark coming. Yeah, yeah, until you see a shark coming. That's number one. Hey, Bishop, by me, where I'm jumping out, there are no sharks. No problem. No problem. No problem. There are no sharks. But the next thing is that after some time, your energy will finish. Yeah, swimming is one of the most gruesome exercises you can do. It's the only exercise that exercises all of your body. Every part, swimming and golf. Every part of your body. 
it, 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 it affects everybody. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. So after a while, you will be tired. Then you will now start to drink the same water that you were enjoying. That same thing that was giving you pleasure will now become the source of pain and the source of death. And then you will choke on the water. Those of you who see them going outside, you see the same people they go to, they are the people who start their downfall. I told you the guy who sent me a picture of the girl. Uh, were you the group? Someone, oh, okay, come for prayer, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because I said that, I told the girl that you are a good girl. You, this is not the type of boy for you. Oh, so the boy is trying to prove to me that she's not a good girl. How can you follow a boy who is trying to prove that you are not a good girl? So the boy took a picture of her naked and sent it. That you see this girl that, here's your good girl. Look at your good girl. Where's the goodness? The same thing she, she was enjoying, that was the beginning of her distraction. Yeah. And considering where she has sent it to, where else would, would, he, would he send it to? Yeah. Number three. Now, today I'm giving you three. Why are you letting us talk about the same thing again and again and again? Number three. Be thankful for your salvation by witnessing relentlessly to the small and the great. Verse 22. Be thankful. We are saying thank you for our salvation. Is that not so? And I'm saying let's be thankful for our salvation by witnessing relentlessly to the small and to the great. He says, having therefore obtained help of God, I continue up to this day and to this day witnessing both to small into great. Witnessing both to small and to, this is to say witnessing to everybody. Witnessing to everybody. One of the ways for us to be thankful for our salvation is to witness to everybody we meet. Yeah, everybody you meet. Everybody witnessing, the word relentless means you don't give up. You don't stop. You don't give up. To say thank you is the most appropriate way to say thank you. The most appropriate way to say is to continuously tell others about Jesus. At your workplace, in your school, in your family, at home, wherever you go, people must know about Jesus. It's your opportunity. You see, you can't witness to people you don't meet. Yeah, you can't witness to people in Australia. Because you, don't, you are not yet in Australia. You will be there soon. My friends in Australia are increasing. This morning, somebody even sent me a picture from Australia. Another person. Yeah, I said, hey, my family there is increasing. Maybe this year we are going to Australia. Yeah. But you can only witness to the people you meet. So witness to them. With your people in your class. The people at your school, the people at your workplace, some of you, it's amazing. Nobody at your workplace, you have no witness to anybody in your office. She shares the office with you. She sits here, you sit here. You talk about everything apart from Jesus and apart from the, the person giving their life to Christ. 
What we do is we may talk about church. Oh, yesterday I, I went to church. And then, but to tell the person directly that you have to be born again or else you will go to hell. That Jesus came to die for your sins and for my sins so that we don't go to hell. That God loves us so much he has paid the price for us to go to heaven. To tell them directly that the, the real truth, not nice things. Oh, you know, church, church makes you kind. Church makes you nice. Church, all those things are good. Uh, let's go past that. Hello? When you don't know what to say, that's when you say these things. Let's go past that. And let's go to look. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. God wants you to become his child. This is how you can become his child. And you lead the person to Christ. That's what God is expecting from us. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you here or you've gone home? Amen. Don't worry, I still have 30 minutes, so I'm not finishing now. Yeah. That's what God is expecting from us. At your office, at your school, with your friends. You tell them directly about Jesus. Don't beat about the bush. Every friend of yours must at least get an opportunity to hear about Jesus Christ from you. Yeah. Whether they will agree or they will follow, that's a different thing. And that's, that has nothing to do with you. But at least that you are free of their blood. That you told them that, look, if, 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 we, don't, if we don't repent and give our lives to Christ, we will die in our sins. They say, you are judging me. So, it's not even about your sin, the day-to-day, your stealing, your... No, 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 no. It's the sin of not knowing Jesus. The sin of an unbeliever is not stealing. It's not, uh, what are some of the things, the common thing? Fornication, lying. No, no, no. The sin of an unbeliever is that they've not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus said, when the Spirit has come, you will reprove the world of sin. Of sin because they don't know, they don't know the Father. The sin of an unbeliever is that they don't know Jesus. That's why when you, get, you are coming to get born again, you pray what we call the sinner's prayer. The sinner's prayer. And what is the sinner's prayer? To ask Jesus to come into my heart. Not that, oh, my, my stealing, my, no, 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 no. Jesus, come into my heart. Then now when Jesus is coming, then he will now wash you with his blood. Yeah. Yeah. To tell them directly, not make jokes. Show them church pictures. Invite them to church. Invitation to church is just like this, is, 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 is this type of, maybe the person is hardened. And you are trying to talk to the person. The way the person, you cannot talk to the person. So you are finding an alternative. But primarily, it's you talking to the person about Jesus. And that's the best way to say thank you. That's actually it. To say thank you for, Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for my salvation. And this is what I can do. To witness great people, small people, old people, young people. Witness to everybody. Hallelujah. May the church be filled with people who are grateful to God for their salvation. And they show it by witnessing to other people. If you are thankful, let's see it. And let's see it by you witnessing to other people. Hallelujah. Number four. Number four. I'm going to five, then we close. Number four. Say thank you or be thankful for your salvation. By accepting, by relentlessly preaching about the cross and the sufferings of Christ. 
about the accepting by accepting preaching about the cross and the sufferings of Christ. 23, it says, 22, having obtained help of God, I continued unto this day, witnessing both to great and to small, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Then now his message comes. That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. What does the cross represent? The cross, number one, represents the sufferings of Christ. Amen. The cross represents the sufferings of Christ. As a church, if it's through Christ's sufferings that we are saved, we must be ready to suffer something for Christ. Amen. Amen. I said we must be ready to suffer something for Christ. Yeah, today's church doesn't want to suffer anything. Not everything should be easy. Fast food, fast everything, fast life. I hear that even fasting is now, is now, is now eating fast food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything quick, 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 small, simple, easy. Preach quickly and let us go home. Don't let us pray for a long time. Don't let us fast. No, that's why today's church, we don't fast. After we fast at the beginning of the year, which many church members will not fast anyway, we will not fast again. Today's church, we don't want to suffer anything. We don't want to give up anything. We don't want to lose anything. You cannot have such a book in the church today. Losing, sacrificing, suffering, and dying in the church today. You cannot. Because today's Christians, oh God, give me a job. Oh God, give me a house. Oh God, heal me. Oh God, help my business. Oh God, that's all. Everything is about what we are looking for from God. But we will not give anything. We will not do anything, suffer anything for the Lord. Today's Christians, nothing. If you preach about something like this in the church, all the church members start looking at you like the way you are looking at me right now. Yeah. Sometimes the church members explain the message better. Yeah, I wasn't going to say this. I just saw your look, then I understood. Yeah. A pastor once asked his church that he's going to preach about lions and Amile told us. And he asked all of them to go and read Mark 17 in preparation for the message. The next Sunday when he came, he said, how many of you have read Mark 17? And everybody lifted up their hands. Then he told them, Mark doesn't have a chapter 17. It only ends in chapter 16. But you have given the right foundation for today's message. You have given the right start for today's message. So sometimes church members explain the message even better than anybody else. As I'm talking about suffering something, you're, also, you're all looking at you, Bishop, why? Why should we suffer? Why do you say we should, we should suffer? I, I had not yet even started talking about dying. I was just talking about suffering something. Losing something. Yeah. Sometimes you have to give up some things to be able to serve God. That is, that is to say thank you to God. 
Sometimes you have to give up some family time. Hey, as for me, on Sundays, we do um, the, um, serving colors, and then we have a family time. Look, if you are going to serve God seriously, you may have to give up that family, that family, family thing. You may, you may not, or you may. Yeah. Look, if you are going to serve God seriously, one of the things you may have to give up is this husband and wife, beautiful husband and wife picture. Yeah, you may have to give it up. You watch anybody who's serving God seriously and see if they are always working with. uh, Come and come, come, husband and wife. Every day we are working, me and my husband. Do you know why South African ministries don't go far? Every time you see, they've taken. Even when they are putting the church, husband and wife, they take picture. Then it's on the poster. Host, reverend and lady reverend. Look, I know a guy who was like that. His wife chased him out of the church. Yeah. So then every day we are, me, my, 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 my our children, and we are working. Please walk nicely. Ah, even, yes, 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 yes. Don't spoil their bride. Hey, please go and sit down. You, if you like, check. You, if you are serious, check. I have to come with my wife. I have to go with my wife and children. I have to, no, 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 no. Anybody who is serious, you see us all going. I mean, as I'm standing here, where is my wife? I saw her in the morning. I've not seen her again. The next time I'll see her would, is likely to be later in the afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, oh, she's gone to, even when we are going to church together. Everybody drives their car. You move, I move. Yeah. Oh, stop deceiving yourself. You, I can leave here and go to Deb and do church in Deb and the whole day. And then we can, we meet at home. And our marriage is nicer. I'm telling you. Nicer. Because when I come back, I have my mom's grave stories. And she also has her PMB story. So we'll be competing. We'll say yes. That, that we talk uh, into the night. Yeah. We talk. Yesterday I was coming to eat. She, was, she wanted to go and eat. So I said, come and sit here. Let's all sit here and eat here before we go to wherever you are going to. I said, okay. Then she came to that. We ate. My son was trying to go. I said, you two come and sit here and watch us eating. Yeah, come and sit here and watch us eating. We finished eating, then we, then we went. Nice. I'm telling you, you may have to, it's me and my brother. So me and my, look, 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 look. If you are going to do well, it may cost you these things. Yeah, it may cost you these things. Are you always here when your daughter is here? Is your daughter always here when you are here? It's only on Sundays when we come for church. When we all meet like family service, then we are all together. She's here. Her daughter comes on Saturday. Then when she's going, the daughter is going home. She is now coming. Yeah, she's now coming. They are running shifts. Where's Pastor Merlin? Are you always moving with Pastor Merlin? It doesn't work like that. Anybody who's serving God seriously. Oh, please. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. You'll find out later. Yeah, if you're going to serve God seriously. Oh, no. Me and my mother, me and my sister, me and... No, 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 no. Let's serve God. When we overlap, great. When we don't overlap, also great. Yeah. I said when we overlap, great. When we don't overlap, it's also great. Seriously. 
That's when you can't do well. The cross represents losing something. It represents the blood of Jesus. This religion is a religion of blood. Amen. Amen. Look, before this, our brothers started to kill themselves for their religion. Jesus killed himself first. Jesus Christ killed himself. This religion began with the savior of the religion, the founder of the religion, killing himself. Sacrificing himself for somebody's salvation. You can't even sacrifice your car for somebody to come to church. I said this religion is a religion of blood. Somebody shed his blood for this religion. Human, not good blood, not human blood for this religion. That's what the, the cross represents, the blood of Jesus being shed for our sins. The cross represents forgiveness of sin. Yeah, that's what the cross represents. And we have to accept it. I said we have to what? Accept it. Not everything in the church will be easy. Not everything in the church will be cool. You have to be ready to put in the shift. The grind must be hard. The hustle is real. You have to put in a shift. If you are not ready to put in a shift, you are not ready to be a Christian. Yeah, you can't even lay your stomach down from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening. Hey, Bishop, when we finish the fasting, then I will come and I'll be a serious Christian. Be a serious Christian now that we are fasting. Now, now. Now is the time. Because of food, you're already trading your religion. Trading your faith. Because of just food. Hey, why? But it's time for a new breed of Christians who are ready to suffer for God. Who are ready to sacrifice something for the Lord. You can't even sacrifice sleep. It is changing from today. Now, stay awake and pray. Or wake up early and pray. Yeah, yesterday I was walking in my house. I told my, I told my son, I'm going to sleep. It was early. I said, I'm going to sleep. Then I said, I'm going to sleep so I can wake up and pray. That's the only reason why. It's not like my eyes are tired. I'm going to sleep so that I can wake up early and pray. This morning when I woke up, at dawn when I woke up, I was looking at something. I think I sent it to, to, to you, Senna. If you check, you see. Somebody will say, confessions that people are making. Somebody was saying that. It's amateurs who sleep after 10. When it comes to prayer and fasting, the person was giving a secret to prayer and fasting. He said, it's people who are amateurs. They just started. They sleep late when you are praying and fasting. You sleep early so you can wake up early and pray. Yeah. Because fasting is easier when you wake up early and you pray. You see, as soon as you wake up and pray, you know, the rest of the fasting becomes easy. If you sleep and you wake up late, the first thing that will happen is hunger. Throughout the day, you'll be struggling with hunger. Yeah. Throughout the day. So he said, when I saw, I said, ah, that's why I went to sleep. <laughs> Most of the time when I go and sleep, I wake up before my alarm rings. Yeah, no, I wake up and say, oh, my alarm is left with some 20 minutes for it to ring. Or 10 minutes for it to ring. Then I go and start my things. How does it happen? By sleeping early. Yeah. Some of you, when you sleep, maybe you wake up two times to go and weary. Maybe your bladder capacity, it holds maybe two hours or three hours. So, as soon as, if, if you are going to sleep and you, 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 you wake up twice, by the second one, you know that it's waking up time. Yeah. It's like your body clock is working. 
You want to drink a lot of water before you sleep. It will force you to go and wee-wee. You wake up two, three times, you will go and you will say, I give up. The way, the way it's going, I can wee-wee on the bed, so let me just pray so that I can be awake. Mildred, amen. Yeah. He says, those who don't want to pray, they sleep late. You can't even wake up to pray. Or you can't even say, okay, stop, I'm going to sleep. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to go and sleep. Yeah, sometimes it's a sacrifice to go and sleep. Like to stop everything, to deny yourself of anything else you are doing and sleep. So that you sleep. Then the sleep comes in, then the next thing is waking up. To go and pray. To go and pray. Hallelujah. Number five. Say thank you. This one will interest you. And I think I close on this one. Say thank you or be thankful to God by for your salvation by serving God until people think you are mad. Serving God until people think that you are mad. I read 24. It says, And as he does speak for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning that make thee mad. And as he does speak for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning that make thee mad. But I said to him, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth these things, knoweth of these things, before whom I also speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know thou believest. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Yeah. Soon we'll be collecting Lobola. Don't worry. Amen. Church of God. One of the ways to say thank you for our salvation is to serve God until people think that we are crazy. Until people think that there's a problem with us. It's a way to say thank you. Look, serving God is not about pleasing human beings and people being happy with you. The people around you are happy. You say, oh, my friends are happy. My family is happy. I, I was once told, allow the girl to rest. Yeah, there was a sister in church. The mother said, we should let, the, let her rest. No, it's different from make her own mistakes. Too much church. Like, we should allow her to rest. The girl needs to rest. And she also wanted to make her mother happy. To cut a long story short, I met her 10 years later after that statement. I hope I'm not mixing up the stories. I met her 10 years later. 
You see, by the grace of God, I've served God for some time. I've been a pastor for some time. So I've seen things in their full cycles. Do, do, are, are you guys, like, if I, am, if I was a young pastor, do you get it? Like, I've just come up. Young pastor. It's like, oh, just two, three years in the ministry. We've not seen cycles. Do you see? But I've been a pastor for 20 years. Do you see? So I've seen the things full cycle. Full cycle like that. So you see the person do the thing. Then you say, oh, 15 years later, then you see the outcome. I remember this girl, she was doing very well. She was in grade 11. Doing very well in school at the time. Very, very well. Grade 12. The mother said, we will let her rest. It's like she goes to church too much. We should let her rest. Ten years later, when I met her, I thought, oh, by now, grade 11, I mean, if you add five, she has finished university, she's working. I mean, when I meet her, she'll be able to, I mean, after ten years, you should be able to take an offering from your pocket and say, oh, pastor, God bless you. When I met her ten years later, she was asking me for money. She was asking me for money. She's supposed to have finished university five years ago. No, uni- she failed matric, came to sit at home. These are the ones that have children in their pocket, in their shoe, at home. She become like a box, just moving around. Messed up. Now she was asking me for money. You know, before, before, the, before the mother said I should let her rest, she used to be like somebody I really like. So I'm always around. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talk a lot. So when she met me 10 years later, she was excited. They say, by the time I said, Jack, I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at home. I said, oh, what happened? Why are you at home? They said, oh, uh, you know, the matric didn't. Then I went to college. Please, it's not college. If, if, as soon as you say college, we know you are going to fail. Do you see? Because, I mean, it's college. So if you can't pronounce college, and you, college, you say college. Already you are going to fail. There's no way around it. I went to college, then there's the there's story, different stories. I mean, very chaotic stories. By the time she finished, uh, uh, back at home. Then to my surprise, I said, oh, really? Oh, do you live at the same place? Oh, yeah. Oh, I said, well, that's your mother. And this, that. I said, oh, okay, one of the days I'll pass there. As I was going, then she said, oh, pastor, can you give me something? I was so shocked. Sometimes we want to fit in so much that we compromise our Christian life. But we have to be able to serve God. If people say we are foolish, we are foolish, no problem. I mean, say when I wanted to come on missions, a lot of people advised me that you are going to waste your life, you are going to spoil your life. But 20-something years later, 20 years later, it's my life's fault. But at that time, I looked like an oddity. I looked like somebody who had a problem. Look at me, 20 years later, I have all of you in my life. Yeah, all of you in my life. All of you. There's nothing that you have that if I need and I ask you for it, you won't give it to me. Unless you don't have it. Once you have it, oh, you need this thing, I will help you. That is the richness of my life. That's the richness of having you in my life. That's actually it. 
That's actually it. That I'm there, I need something, and you have it. Oh, once you know. That's why when I need something, I don't say it. Because I don't want to say it, and then people have started to bring me things that is costing them too much. No, that's why I don't say it. Yeah, that's the riches of having you in my life. And for a lot of you, you are now coming up. You are an investment. Right now, you are an investment. Look at you five years from now. <laughs> my God, if I don't, don't look at you, look at me five years from now. When you have become what, you have, what God is going to make you. Yeah, just, just try to imagine what my life will be like 10 years from now. You see, I told you my 16-year-old girls and my 17-year-old guys and things, they are, the, they, are the, they are the future of the church. Yeah. Give them 10 years. When they are 25, 26, 27, 28, and you come and they've all parked their cars here. Yeah. When I say I'm going to Deban, you will see there will be a competition outside. Who's One day somebody told me, since I bought my car, you have never sat in my car before. Please come and sit in my car. So I had to come up with, I asked myself, ah, but what will I be doing with my car if I'm sitting in your car? But I had to come up with a plan to leave my car somewhere and sit in the person's car so that the person can be happy. Yeah. Yeah, so the person can be happy. So I said, no problem. So imagine me 10 years from now when all of you are loaded. Sunday afternoon when I finish preaching, you say, oh, Bishop, please, you have never come to my house for lunch before. I saw you went to this uncle's house for lunch and I saw it on his status. Please, today, come to my house for lunch. Then I'll just be following. Yeah, we have to draw a schedule. You say you have waited one whole year. It never gets to your tent because there are only 52 Sundays. <laughs> it's a blessing. I say, it's a what? It's a blessing. Yeah, let's serve God. You, you say, so. Uh, no, you, at this workplace, people don't behave like this. You don't have to fit in. You do not, I say it again, you do not have to fit in. Ah, you don't have to fit in. Be different. Serve God. Let the people look at you and think there's a problem with you. It's just a matter of time. Those same people who think there's a problem, you see the same people who queue and start asking for help from you. Oh, come and be uh, spiritual help, advice, just like that. Yeah, let's save God. The people think we are crazy. Look, Bishop says in the book that until people think that you are crazy, you are not serving God to the best of your ability. Yeah. Until people think, oh, you go to church too much, you have not started serving God. Yeah. They should be able to say, ah, you every day church, every day church. If, how many of you they've said this to you before? Every day church. Uh -huh. So those of you that they've never said it to you. I said those of you that they've never said it to you. There's a problem. I said there's what? There's what? There is a problem. That they've never said it to you. That I saw you every day. Every day you say you are going to. One, one old lady called me this, 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 this December. She, she called me. I don't know her from Adam. So she calls me and she says, I am, then she mentions her name. Then she says, I am this person's grandmother. I said, oh, okay. I see. And she said, let me tell you why I'm calling you. I'm calling you for two reasons. One is that I want to say thank you for taking care of my granddaughter while she's in Durban. 
And I said, oh, Charlie, all glory be to God. God is just God. You know the normal things that pastors say, yeah. I said some of the pastoral things there. Then she said, the second thing is that in my house, every day, bishop, every day, bishop, bishop said this, bishop has done this, then bishop did this, bishop did that, bishop did this. So right now, I've also decided that I need to find the bishop. <laughs> I need to find the bishop so that when they start saying, Bishop D said this, Bishop D said, so I can also say that Bishop D said this, Bishop D said that, because I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. So I said to her, that, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm, from today, I'm also adopting you as my mother. Do you see? As my mother, because your child is just around the age of my so a little older than my, my, my children. So I'm sure that your grandchild is around that age. So I'm sure that you can be my mother. So from today, I'm also adopting you as my mother. One of these days, you'll be sitting there, then I'll come. Yeah, I said, oh, oh, prepare. I said, oh, you don't need to be. When your child is coming home, you don't need a lot of preparation. I'm a child. I'm not a visitor. I'm, I'm one of the, Just get me one of the rooms. Then when I come, I'll also come and be in the room. I said, I've come home. I've come. One of these days will surprise you. Yeah. That's what the grandmother told me. That every day in my house, Bishop said this. Bishop said I shouldn't do this. Bishop said I should do this. Bishop did this. Bishop did that. Bishop did. And we are watching podcasts. And we are listening to podcasts. We are watching Facebook. This look now is too much. So me too. I don't want them to tell me that Bishop D said. I want to tell them. Yeah, I want to tell them. I want to be the one tell them. Listen, Bishop D said that we are fasting and we are praying. I don't want to be left out anymore. Hallelujah. Until you serve God for people to say it's too much, you are not grateful for your salvation. This year, let's serve God for people to look at us and say, ah, Charlie, you are doing it too much. Every day prayer, every day church, every day the Bible says, every day fasting. No, 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 it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. For some of us, the reason why we are not doing well is because we want to fit in with our friends. You want to be like our friends. Your friends are prayerless, you want to be like them. Your friends are churchless, you want to be like them. You want to fit in with our friends. That's what you want to fit in with. You want to be, oh, you want them to see that you are cool. And you want to fit in, then that's what you are. No, 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 no. A Christian is washed by the blood of Jesus. He said, but Jesus said, you are the light of this world. You are the salt of this world. Salt is always different. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you put salt in your mouth, you will know that it's salt. It tastes, it gives you a shock. Hey, yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. You must be different. At your workplace, you must be different. At your school, you must be different. At your house, you must be different. The only reason you can't be different in your house is that everybody's a believer in the house. So we are all at a certain level. That's the only way. But you amongst unbelievers, among normal, you must be different. Yeah, you must be different. Every girl is fooling around in the school. You must be different. Yeah, you must, you must be different to the point where they want to call you names. We don't care. Look, some of the people I went to high school with who didn't look cool in high school, today they employ the ones who look cool. Yeah. 
some of them who didn't look, their, their spectacles are like they are doing an experiment. It's as thick, the glasses is as thick like a, a fish tank. When they wear it, you can see that they can see all the way into space. And then with a string so that it doesn't get lost. Because if it falls down, they can't see it to take it. Yeah, if it falls down, they can't see it. So there must be a string that is hooked to something. So if, if it falls, it's hanging. They just do that. Then they put it back there. Now they can see. Yeah. And we used to laugh at them. Today, they are the big men in society. And the nice thing is that now they have money. So they bought contact lenses. So they wear their lenses. No more this, uh, uh, this thing that is like a photochromic lens <laughs> camera. Camera where you put it in front of the camera. When you take the picture, it counts in 3D. No, no, no more. No more. You like, give me your uh, photochromic. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you put it in front of the camera, you take a picture. The picture comes crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. when you take it off, it's like darkness. Yeah, it is like 3D lenses. Yeah, yeah, ne? yes. <laughs> Today they are employing the rest of the people. I knew guys who came to school who be in boarding house, then they will go and take their parents' car from home. Then they will come and spin it, spin as honke. She, 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 then they go. Today they are all, even one, one guy. My God, I won't tell stories, okay. No, 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 no. I can tell you after church, but not, not through the microphone. Spin the cars. Today, nothing has happened to them. Those who are playing netball. How many of you ladies, you play netball? You played. Okay, how many of you? How many of you played? How many of you play? Okay. I don't want to say what I'm coming to say for security reasons. Look, let me tell you, if you see the guys cheering you playing netball, it's not because you play netball well. It's very simple. You see the skirt is short. When you jump, then all your bum is there. That's all. They, they don't even know when somebody ends a point. Look, guys don't understand what even you are doing when it comes to... In Zamo is here, you can ask him. We have no idea what you are doing, uh, why you are even trying to throw it. We don't know when there's a foul. We don't understand. Basketball, we understand. But netball, we have no idea what they are doing. All the guys are just waiting for you to jump. Then that's it. If you like, let them start wearing long clothes. All the guys will stop watching. Yeah, that's all. So you think they are cheering for you because you play well. No, 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 no. Anyway, back to what I'm, what was I saying? My time is up, my time is up. Stand to your feet, let's bring the service to a close. My time is up, my time is up. What was I saying? I'm just, I, what did I say? What was I saying? Serve God, don't try to fit in. Don't try to fit in. I want to be, I want to fit into the netball team. I want, I'm not saying don't play netball. Maybe that's your skill, that you go and represent South Africa. Don't go to her home and say, Bishop said I shouldn't play netball. But whilst you are playing netball, study. 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 Yeah. Whilst you are playing netball, study. Yeah, study. All the cool people in school, it's like they are, they are super fly, super cool. Today, they are nobodies. 
One guy even called me to call another friend of, of, of mine to give him a job. Yeah. You, 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 I told you I was the head boy in my school. Eh? And so I'm the head of all of them, no matter what they do. So, and now I've become a priest in addition. So it's like double. So when they, they have a problem, they all call me to talk. Oh, talk to this guy for me. Because if he doesn't respect you as the head boy, he will respect you as a bishop. So combination. <laughs> yeah. To get that guy to. I said, ah. I was saying, if you were nice to him when we were in school, you could have called him yourself. <laughs> Don't try to fit in. Stand out. Stand out. Stand out for God. Stand out for God. Be an example. Young people, be an example. Bible says, Paul says, let no man despise thy youth. Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Rather, be an example to believers. Be an example to all believers in your conversations, in love, in charity, in faith. In, be an example. Rise up and become an example. Everybody on university campus is sleeping around. So you also come and lie down like a mattress to sleep around? Why? When the precious blood of Jesus has been used to buy, to, to buy your salvation, to pay for your sins. Everybody's doing this, so I also want to. No, stand out. And I'm saying that, look, by the grace of God, 26, 27 years of serving God, I have seen cycles. I've seen cycles. Over time, you will see that it was good that you stood out. It was good. That those who are like, I want to blend in and do, it's their joy is transient. Some of the people, they will lose their relevance as soon as you finish high school. Oh yeah. They will lose their relevance. They will go, look, they will go dark. Nobody will see them again as soon as you finish high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, look, yeah, when they finish, it's finished. After that, when you finish the matric, you do pens down, it's finished. Their importance is gone. Who are you are following? You want to fit in with such a guy. From today, we will stand out. We'll stand out for Jesus. This year, we will stand out for Jesus to the point where people will say, ah, young girls don't behave like this. They say, yes, I'm not a young girl. I'm a Christian girl. I'm a God's girl. I'm a God's girl. I'm not, I'm not the normal. South Africans don't behave like this. No, say, no, I'm not a normal South African. I'm a God's girl before I'm a South African. Yeah, before I'm a South African. I'm a Christian South African. Yeah, stand out. Everybody's cheating at the office. Stand out. I said, do what? Stand out. Stand out. Eh? Everybody is doing this, so I also want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, one sister, I tell you this story and I close. And this one, if you refuse to close, I will still close you. <laughs> she, she was working, she was at work. And they all, the people will steal this, they will steal that, they will steal this. And she also joined them. Then one day, they started an investigation at the office. Then the people came to tell her that, look, they are going to see a mutiist. A mutiist is somebody who does muti. A mutiist. So they are going to see a mutiist. Then she said, oh, I'm a Christian, so I can't go and see a mutiist. They said, ah, but you are a Christian, you are stealing with us. 
But she said, no, no, no. As for, I mean, stealing is okay, but as for mooting, that's too much. That's, that's extreme. So they said to her that, okay, no problem. We will tell the mootiers to make the mooty such that when they watch the CCTV, only you will appear as the one who's stealing the thing. This lady, she was working at KFC. So she came to see me. And she narrated the whole story to me. So I said to her, you two, when you go to work, don't steal. Why are you stealing something? Chicken too, you have to steal chicken. So I, I, are you stealing the chicken or the egg? Which one are you stealing now? I'm talking about if they are stealing at work, you two, don't steal. Don't say everybody is doing it, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. God can see you. So she told me, they said they are going to do the multi side that they will see only me. I said, okay, no problem. Pray and ask God to forgive you. God is the one who must have mercy on you. Ask him to forgive you. So she, we prayed for forgiveness of sin. Then I prayed for her. I said, this issue will become a foolish case. The testimony the lady sent, that's what she said. That she was going to court. And I prayed for her. She was guilty. Very, very guilty. Guilty is not even nice. And I laid my hands on her. I prayed, as you go, may the judge throw the case out of court. She went to court. They threw it out of court. Yeah, but, but I told her you are guilty. You, you, be, you, are, you are on your way to jail. <laughs> yeah, she sent us a testimony just this week. But this back to the original story, the one I'm closing with. Now, I laid my hands on her. I prayed with her. I said, may this case become a foolish case. She went to work that week. Nothing happened. The next week, the manager who had come, who had started the investigation, he was transferred to another branch. And a new manager came. And the case became a foolish case. Fast forward. She now became the manager of that particular KFC. Yeah. Became the manager. The Muti. <laughs> the Muti people, I don't know what happened to her. But she became the manager of that particular KFC. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't do things because everybody is doing it. Your life is a thank you message to God for your salvation. Live it for him. Till somebody says something must be wrong with you. Something must be wrong with you. This will be your story this year in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Lift your hands. Just thank God for what you have heard. Ask him to pour his blessing upon what you have heard. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we are thankful. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for having mercy on us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for being gracious unto us. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We are grateful. We will serve you. We will serve you. We will witness relentlessly. Witness relentlessly to everyone, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. We will embrace the preaching on suffering and the preaching on the cross. We will sacrifice for you as a way of saying thank you for sacrificing your life for our sins. Lord, above all, we will serve you up until the end. Up until the end. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. Help every single one. Lift your hands everywhere. Help everyone with their hands lifted up. We lift our hands asking you to help us. By our strength we shall not prevail. But help us. Help us, Lord. By your spirit, help us by your power. 
in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, say your loudest, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus. Look at me, don't bow your head yet. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to lift up your hand wherever you are. I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand wherever you are. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, please come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Come to me in the front. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. My brother, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Satan, from today, I'm no longer under your power. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for this brother. I pray, wash him with your blood in the name of Jesus. Use him to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, anoint him special for your use. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. My brother, go with this sister. She'll share something with you quickly and then you will come back. Put your hands together. For the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.